The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Back here on BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Every Wednesday we go over power rankings and we're going to change things up a little bit with Overreaction Week in the rearview mirror because uh, we're always looking at where's their value with these 0-2 teams. What about these 2-0 frauds? Let's see if we can identify those teams. So we're going to go over the best 0-2 teams and the worst 2-0 and o teams, we're going to keep it to three for each category. Ed, why don't you start things off? You got it. So at number three for my best 0-2 teams, uh, that would be the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, any offense with Justin Jefferson is already going to be formidable. And Kirk Cousins, I'd say, has actually played fairly well. I've been pretty impressed with him t- through two weeks. It's just that, yeah, the, the Bucks loss was a little embarrassing, but I don't think there was anything bad uh, when it came to an Eagles defeat on the road on Thursday night. Maybe give the Vikings a bit of a break there. And they covered the spread, depending upon – Uh, what number you got. So I think the Vikings are still very much in contention for being a decent team. Could very well finish with a winning record. At number two, I have the Chargers here. And it does seem like we're pointing the finger at Brandon Staley a lot, and rightfully so. But just, just for a thought exercise, what if Brandon Staley gets fired, say, next week? How good do we think the Chargers can be with, say, a replacement-level coach if you feel like that he's that bad or things are falling apart or he's lost the locker room, whatever it is? I'd say that we'd start looking at the Chargers seriously as a dark horse contender to get back into playoff contention. So I think the Chargers would be part of that conversation. And at number one, kind of an odd definition for me, but I took the Cincinnati Bengals. 
when Joe Burrow eventually gets healthy again, we know what the ceiling is for Cincinnati. They can very well win the Super Bowl. The question is going to be, at what point can Burrow be healthy? Is it going to be too little too late with such a fiercely competitive AFC? Look, other teams are going to suffer injuries as well. And so I think especially with a 17th game and with that extra playoff spot that we've had for, say, a couple of years now, I think Cincinnati can still very well get one of those last wild card spots at a minimum. And even if they do, we have seen in the past teams come from wild card contention or wild card tenuousness, I guess, into making the Super Bowl. And I would not be surprised if Cincinnati does that. So three Vikings, two Chargers, one Bengals. Give me Kellen Moore as the head coach. There will be people fighting about whether it's working or not all day. They already fight about him as the offensive coordinator, <laughs> whether it was good or bad. And now Dallas looks great with McCarthy calling the plays and people thought Moore was going to be so great for this offense. Give me all of that. That would bring just as much drama as Staley last year. I was thinking the same thing in the head coach getting fired boost that you get, you know, for a few games. So that could be, awesome as well uh gosh staley fired it seems like a matter of when that happens now not if right, right? not if but I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna say he lasts a season or at least until december oh, wow. wow just because of ownership they don't do this let's see right yeah they really don't cheap. yeah they are but this game this week is so big between the right? and the Chargers. I cannot I wait. wait for this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Aaron. We're waiting on you. What do you got? Last All right. We got the Vikings at number three at 0-2. Oh, gosh, it's sad. You guys know I love the Vikings. I hate that they're starting 0-2. Oh, I knew there would be some regression. They got so lucky. They had, you know, their little magic carpet ride last year. But now uh, it seems like the luck is going the other way. When things were going their way, it was great last year. But now it's just not working. And this week against the Chargers, two 0-2 teams desperate for a victory. The spread at one and a half is super intriguing, which leads me to my second best 0-2 team and that is the Chargers now the heat is on certainly we're talking about Brandon Staley Ed already went over it I don't want to repeat it but it's gonna be big against this Vikings team who wants this victory more who will get it uh the the Chargers defense has been hashtag bad they have a lot to figure out I feel bad, actually, for Justin Herbert, man. I feel like they're wasting just years of his career with all of that potential. And then, number one, I also have the Bengals. Joe Burrow and company, they've overcome slow starts before. Can they do it again? When will they be able to do it again? I mentioned earlier this week, something feels different about this year. Maybe it is the calf concerns with Joe Burrow. I'm just not sure. Uh, I, I They have the talent. Joe Burrow is a phenomenal quarterback. What is going on with this calf, and how quickly can they turn it around? It's a concern for me at 0-2 for the Bengals. So Vikings 3, Chargers 2, Bengals 1, Joe. You guys copied each other. That's what just happened there. Okay. Same <laughs> exact teams, same exact mm-hmm. order. Maybe that's, we shouldn't write them in the rundown. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't right. think that No, no, happened. no. It, I, I think you got it first, Aaron. And then I looked, oh, wow. That, what a dink. So, yes, we did not 
formally copy off each other's paper. As a professor, I would never condone such things. Well, I didn't put mine in the rundown, and you guys are about to laugh at me. So I'm, I'm going to mix it up a little bit, and I'm going to start with number three, a team that neither of you mentioned, and I'm going to go with the 0-2 New England Patriots. Yes, they start out uh, mm. on the wrong side of things, one-score losses against, for my money, two top six teams in the NFL right now in Philadelphia. And Miami, they've got to change things up. Stop putting so much on Mac Jones. And Stevenson, uh, not coming out of the gates as strong as we expected. Yards after contact, not there at all. But um, I, I trust in Belichick, and they're going to get a win this weekend against the Jets. So I put New England at number three. Um, Minnesota, I went with – I'm higher than you guys, surprisingly. You guys had the Vikings at three. I put them number two. And I understand the regression and all that, and they had a couple of close games. Look, it's turnovers. It's seven turnovers in two games. So can we slam the Vikings that hard when we're just talking about the turnovers? There's no way that's going to keep pace throughout the entire year. So I put uh, Minnesota as the second-best 0-2 team. Number one, best 0-2 team, team that has Justin Herbert is the one that I put uh, number one overall. It was a two-point loss against Miami, an overtime loss against the Titans on the road. They didn't have Eckler in that second game. So I just think there's too much talent on the field. So what did I do? Yeah, I left out the Bengals because it's looking more and more like Joe Burrow could miss multiple games. And then what's going to happen? Are, are we starting to see what it's like once you sign the franchise quarterback. A lot of changes in the secondary. The defense has been horrible through two weeks. The offensive line early in the season always tends to be a problem. We're starting to see a lot of problems for the Bengals pile up here in a very challenging division. Um, so I had to make a tough call. I'm higher than the on the Patriots than most based on what I've seen, even though they haven't covered a spread yet. Uh, but, yeah, so I kept the Bengals out because – because I'm worried about them losing this game, and, you know, it could be 0-4 if Burrow misses a couple games. Then how do you, how do you come back from that? Well, I think the answer to that is you love the wide receiver core with the Bengals. If it's not the best one in football, it's one of the higher ones. And not to say that Joe Burrow isn't spectacular, but I do think even a replacement-level quarterback can at least make this offense a little bit more legitimate. And I, I trust the infrastructure enough, even though that O-line still has some problems. I trust that infrastructure enough to where I think the Bengals are a, a top three 0-2 team. So I think that that's sort of how I see it. But at the same time, this Vikings-Chargers game coming up, like, do we have a side on this yet? Have we all chosen which side we think uh, we'll get this? Because it almost feels to me like the vibes for the Chargers are way, way worse, in large part because, Joe, as you mentioned, the Vikings have lost these games in large part because of turnovers, and that is a volatile thing. That isn't going to happen from one week to the next. So, Joe, do you have a side on that game yet? No. The total's 54 I'm probably going to do something with the total. I, I'm undecided on the game. Last night I was thinking about it, and I was leaning Minnesota, but I, I'm not set on Wednesday morning on that one. Me either. I'm leaning Minnesota minus one and a half at even money. Do we trust the Vikings as favorites? The Vikings defense really does concern me, though. I mean, they definitely have gotten exposed with that unit. 
head coach, lean Vikings. Uh, it'll be interesting. Okay. Yeah, head coach makes sense. It was the rushing defense for the Vikings, I think, ultimately did the men against Philadelphia. Uh, but as far as, like, containing A.J. Brown, they weren't bad at that. And if, say, the Chargers don't trust the ground game anymore, I just feel like the matchup favors Minnesota. I, I will want to do a deeper dive to, to get my final answer. But right now, my lean is the Vikings. I, I think matchup-wise, it just helps them. And Justin Jefferson may get – 250 receiving yards in that game. Like, it, that, that may be a prop that I like immediately. We ready, Joe, to get into a little 2-0 uh, and o bad teams? We're going to do Yeah, that I mean, Let's I do mean it. when teams since 1990, since start, when they start 2-0, and o, 64% of the time make the playoffs. Maybe people would think that'd be a little bit higher. But uh, let's talk about some fraudulent teams. Uh, who are the worst 2-0 teams? If I were allowed to have a tie between number three and number two, then that's how I, I would have submitted this. Instead, I think I did like roughly a coin flip because in terms of power ratings, my power ratings, they are almost at a dead heat. So number three, I have the Atlanta Falcons. And what makes them fraudulent is Desmond Ritter. Yes, he had a couple <laughs> of good throws, but we need him to be average for the Falcons to be a true contender for the NFC South title and beyond. And he hasn't been average so far. We need him to step his game up uh, for that to work out. Number two, I have the commanders. And you know what? Yes, Sam Howell got off to a really shaky start against the Cardinals. And that is a really easy observation to make when it comes to thinking that he's never going to work out. But I felt like he evolved against the Broncos, that he took one step forward. And so there's a lot of optimism, I think, for Washington, and reasonably so, you know, with Eric Bieniemy, you know, having some more time to work with his quarterback. I think that that evolution can get, can get the commanders off this list. But for now, that week one narrow win against the Cardinals has them as fraudulent. And then the most fraudulent team at 2-0 and would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know what to make of Baker Mayfield. I really don't. Yes, Dave Canales, the offensive coordinator for the Bucs, has put him in a position to succeed. But if he knows what the Vikings' defensive signals are going to be and he's still not running up the score, then there is an obvious ceiling for this offense. And at some point, some team will outscore them and they won't be able to do anything, Aaron. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. I'm with you. We have very similar ones here as well. Number three was basically a tie for me between the Saints and Commanders. I decided to go... <laughs> With the Saints, because I really like this addition with Eric Bieniemy for the Commanders. Maybe he'll become the head coach. We shall see. <laughs> uh, but so I went with the wow. I went with the Saints here. Their defense is going to help them win a lot of games, as we've seen. I don't know how many times you can rely on them though to kind of bail out the offense. The offense just needs to do more. But that defense, I love what I've seen from the Saints. Number two, I've got the Bucks. No more Tom Brady. Got Baker Mayfield now. But the, it kind of feels like how long will this last? I need to see more. Another team whose defense has made some big plays. 
the Buccaneers at number two. Number one, it's the Falcons for me. Worst 2-0 team. They've been bad for a while. I'm talking years, right? So it's not surprising. You get Bijan. You know, you're finally maybe turning a corner. They're off to a great start. That's nice. But Desmond Ritter... I just can't with him. I'm not in on Desmond Ritter. <laughs> so uh, Falcons are the worst 2-0 team for me. I okay. Uh, uh, of the order of all of this, worst 2-0, number three was the most difficult spot for me. That that was Same. very challenging. I don't know what the Saints are. I have no idea. Is it fair to judge them without Kamara? They're going to miss him for one more game. I'm not sure. Carr, sometimes he looks really good, sometimes not so far. I'm putting the Saints number three, my worst 2-0 team. My second worst team, I'm going Commanders. Aaron, you surprised me. I thought you'd lean into the Commanders and you would put them number one, <laughs> the, the worst 2-0 team. I'm putting them second. Howell finally gets a road win. Good for him. Do I know what we have there? The defense has looked really strong, but they were – I. Really dicey against Arizona. Like, that was concerning to me. They needed a big comeback against Denver. These are not strong teams. So I'm concerned about the commander's second worst. And just because of Ritter, you guys said it. I put Atlanta as the worst uh, 2-0 and team here just because of the Ritter factor. And um, I have been worried about them. Can they come back from a couple scores? They did that in the Packers, but they had a full quarter to erase that 12-point deficit. So I've got Atlanta 1, Washington 2, Saints 3. I did not put the Bucks because Todd Bowles is going to be the coach of the year and Baker is going to be the comeback player of the year.